welcome back to a freshly squeezed episode of the Flowscape podcast. If you are thinking to yourself, didn't I just hear these pickle kissers yesterday? Yes, yes you did. We wanted to throw a wrench into the mix and come at you with two episodes back to back because Spencer and I only thought it was best to hop on for a quick second round preview as things are officially underway in Toronto. And as I probably don't have too much longer on this earth as my downstairs neighbor is most likely going to murder me. I think I've won the war. We'll leave it there, but I'm probably dead. So out of principle, I won, but she's most likely going to kill me. Um, That being said, things are underway officially in Toronto. Let's go right over to Spencer. And Spencer, if nothing drastic has changed in your life since yesterday, Give us a quick rundown of this Toronto series, who you got, and why. Uh, so currently, we are sitting at one zero Florida, about 10 minutes left in the first as we record this. I think maybe Florida's off to a hot start, so they can be feeling good before they hit the golf courses, because this will be their last series of the playoffs. I am picking Toronto. I think they're just too much. I'm picking them in six. They're finally playing well. Matthews is buzzing. He had a point in every game so far. He's going. I like it. Toronto in six. You are buzzing tonight. We're going. You are buzzing tonight. Toronto in six. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Spencer, he had a little caffeine in him. Oh, He's yeah. Going. I've got I've got is, I've got notes today. We're going. He is on it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, I, I think Florida is screwed um but i think they unfortunately and unfortunately for toronto they are going to drag them into florida's game um i do have toronto winning i have them winning in seven though um and not necessarily like it's going to be a a super physical series for them um I'm, i'm sure there will be some physicality i just i just feel like those games florida wins are going to be, you know, it's just they're going to sneak them like they like they snuck them in Boston and they're they are hot. So I I don't want to discredit them any. Um I I do think they are a, a very very sneaky team, but I think Toronto, I think they they take it in 7 like you said. Matthews, their Nylander, Marner, O'Reilly, when Tavares is buzzing like he is, you have a problem because when he's got confidence He's also got that veteran leadership, like a Landeskog. You know what I mean? It's yeah. mm, mm. okay. The nice go, thing on this go. series, though, we have two nice highlights on two U.S.-born players with Kachuk and Matthews. So that's a nice thing to put a little yeah. U.S. action there. Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to watch because they're eventually going to play on the same Olympic team. Yeah. So it, it's it's kind of going to be like Fingers a crossed. Uh, <laughs> like a Ryder Cup, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, Brooks Kepka kind of thing, like how are they? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, is Kachuk gonna go after him? Or are they gonna Are they gonna avoid each other? I think you uh, have we'll to see. go after him. I think that's really the only way that Florida stays in this series is going after those guys. But yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of avoiding, um, my toilet is clogged. I don't have a plunger. I realize that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a shitty situation, and I'm gonna have to take care of it after that. No pun intended. No, I, there's pun intended. And but speaking of uh, backed up, New Jersey, big time win last night in, in against the Rangers. P- 
Patrick Kane, it, I mean, it didn't seem like it made a difference at all. And I first want to apologize to every New Jersey fan out there, except if your name is Mike Janello, you can still suck it. Um, I said this series would come down to goaltending. It did. I was just completely wrong about the goaltender I thought it would come down to. Akira the Kid Schmid was just standing crane style on his head, and Shesterkin shot the bed. I mean, that that's just all she wrote. But now New Jersey has Carolina. Spencer, I want to get your take on this. What do you feel for this series? Who takes it? What do you got? Well, first off, let's just say poor Timo Meyer for getting stuck on the train tracks last night. Uh, you, head, Johnny, head, head was, was down. down Johnny. Yeah, head Johnny, was down, head Johnny. Head was down, Johnny. It's okay, Tree. It's okay. But wow, what? I mean, I'll start off. That was a clean hit. He tucked his elbow. He led with his shoulder. Timo Meyer was just staring at the puck. Yeah, he, yeah. Mm, he came across yeah he came across the trooper tracks and he got a red shell it wasn't a green shell it wasn't a banana he Ooh. he got a red shell he he got destroyed and i haven't you know i haven't heard if he's i would have to assume he's in concussion protocol i haven't heard i it kind of looked like he skated off on his own power but i mean that's a that's a big loss if they do lose him i am still picking new jersey i think it's gonna go seven i think that's gonna be a big loss but Jack Hughes is playing absolutely out of his mind, talking about another U.S.-born player. U.S.-born players looking real good in this second round right now, but I think they're just going to be a little too talented, and Carolina's just a little too injured. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you again. I have New Jersey. I have them in six, and here's why. Carolina is so banged up that they had issues with the Islanders. Even being banged up, everyone before that series – I had them in five. A lot of people had them, you know, with there. I saw sweeps on the board. They, they had trouble with the Islanders. Now, granted the Islanders give everybody trouble because of the style they play, but it's not like Carolina is getting any of these guys back. They are going to be without all of their studs yeah. for the majority, if not all of the rest of the playoffs. And other than Meyer, if you take Meyer out of the equation, New Jersey was still a good team before they acquired them. But they're not so a physical was, team. So, this, I mean, it, you want to talk about a very unphysical series. That that series is just going to be about speed. So if there's a team that Carolina can match up with, with just without the physical game, it is New Jersey. I mean, that's a good that's a good point. I have New Jersey in six. The only, that's the only reason I, just, I think it's going to go seven is because they're not going to be banging each other. I, I, we want them, we want them banging each other. I don't know. <laughs> we want banging. We are pro banging on the flow skate podcast, but I have New Jersey in six. And I just think they're on such a roll right now. And again, Carolina, I think that New Jersey power play is going to give them problems. I think, and I think New Jersey's penalty kill is going to give that very below average Carolina power play a lot of problems. I think so they've got, got some got good Jersey. juju. They've got some good juju got, in there. Yeah. You had them in seven. I've got them in six. We're on the same page currently. You said reluctantly. You said reluctantly. We are going over to the West now. Um, Dallas and Seattle. Game one is tonight in Dallas at the American Airlines Center. Jimmy is probably going with his sugar mama, and he is probably getting blacked out drunk like he always does. Shout out to the guy who has to drive him and her there and back. I would hate myself. But I've got Dallas in six. 
I just think we are going to be too much for Seattle. Dallas looks like a team who has such a bright future and such a long window right now, even with a couple of their top players on the back nine. You look at their young players and their young core, and you look at a lot of the guys still in their farm system and some of their draft picks, they have a very long window. So it is almost like if we don't win the cup this year, if we if we somehow get bounced, then it's almost okay because things are so bright that it, it, it's it's there's something to look forward to. But I think we're too fast. I think Seattle is going to try to play run and gun with us, and it's going to bite them in the ass. And I think Grubauer is ultimately going to be Grubauer, like Avs fans hoped he would be in that series. But I think I think it's just going to show now. I think he had too much to prove in that series, and I think Dallas is Seattle. I do think is going to pull out two wins, but I think Dallas for the most part is going to roll them. Yeah, and that's why reluctantly I am picking Dallas in six games. My my Kraken are going to go down. I think Dallas is just a little too big, mean, and strong for this for this series. The I, I think do do they get Pavelski back? Do you think? He is skating on a line with Marchment right now. Okay, so yeah, in practice. You, in practice, you get him back. You got you got Robertson who had seven points in round one. Even so. if Pavelski doesn't play, you get him back. The presence of him just skating around in morning skates, and you know what I mean. He wasn't trying. Yeah. He's traveling again. All that good stuff. So it's just even if he doesn't play the first few games you still technically have him back. Or even if and he's just we, on power play tipping pucks, like that's at least a goal or two. And we showed there wasn't like a big drop-off in performance when he was out. No. You know, we, we showed everybody that, okay, we can lose a guy and it's next man up mentality, which is very similar to what Seattle did against Colorado. But I think, I think, Dallas is is just too it's too much. Yeah, Sagan did a good job filling the role of Pavelski on the power play. He was able to get some. Is okay again. Is Robertson you American or Canadian? America, baby. We're, I'm just I'm gonna pump the tires of the U.S. born players to, on this uh, little playoff preview. Yeah, here. he's from. So yeah, he's from California. Yeah, no, loving the U.S. born players in the second round. But yeah, Dallas six I'm, games. They're they they're just too much for Seattle. I'm checking myself just so I don't look like a complete asshole. I'm like I'm. I, I wanted to lean towards yes, but I I I didn't have the technology. Yeah, to help Ar- me out. yeah. Born in Arcadia, California. That's about as fucking American as you can get, other than Dallas, Texas. Yeah. So American foreign players are definitely leading the the second round right now, other than you know McDavid. But you know who who is that? Speaking of McDavid, um, Edmonton, Vegas. Why? Vegas finally did me a favor and got Winnipeg to shut the fuck up and stop shoving shit up my ass. And I finally got to shove a little thing up their ass. Wasn't as big as what they gave me for about two weeks there, but I got mine in. Um, I, I just, every time Vegas is in a series, I, for some reason get disinterested and I don't know why. And I first thought it was just Winnipeg and I'm now realizing it was both teams because I'm now kind of they just have nobody the there. Times. No, it's it's their roster. They have no. I mean, other than Eichel and maybe Stone, they have no names that you're like, oh, I want to watch this guy buzz around. Especially when McDavid is on at the same time and night most nights in the first round. Yeah, I again, I I thought it was just Winnipeg. Like I didn't like watching Winnipeg. I just didn't like watching either of those teams. And 
I've got Edmonton in six. I hope they fucking sweep them just so we can move on. Now, in my my heart, my heart wants Vegas to win because if we're just thinking easy ways for the Stars to get to the back to the Stanley Cup final, it it worked out with Seattle because that's what everyone would think, and then it would be Vegas just based on depth and goaltending. But it's gonna be Edmonton. I've got them in six. Where do you have them? I have Edmonton in seven. I think McDavid is just going to be too much in the end. McDavid and Drysdale are going to stick it out. I think they're going to. I think Vegas can shut them down for a little bit, but I think they just can't do it enough. But it is going to go seven games. Yeah, I think um, once that if that power play stays as hot as it is, that's a real problem for Vegas. That's a real problem for Vegas because we've seen Cinderella runs before. J.S. Shigeru is one of them with the Mighty Ducks, but. Most of the time when these kind of no-name or unknown goalies have a series, it fizzles out at some point. It, 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 I'm hoping it's going to fizzle out with Grubauer because I don't think he's a top-five goalie in the NHL. Um, maybe we're pushing with top-10, but that – to you know what I mean? Um, just based on resume, but Colorado and – got rid of him for a reason. And if you ask all Colorado fans, they still would have gotten rid of him. So even with the win last night, um, I just, yeah, these, these goalies, these goalies, no name Broussard scares me, especially if that power play stays as hot as it is. Yeah. They just don't do it for me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you you need a hot goalie to win a Stanley cup. I think what it's going to take is for me to go to Vegas and actually watch a game and 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 sit in medieval times and watch the Knights fight and I get to pet a dragon and there's you get to go into these like medieval brothel things and like walk around and see all of the kind of torture chamber shit, right? I mean, that's how I think you're mistaken on what a Las Vegas Knights game is. That was just Game of Thrones. Yes, yes, yes. That was just Game of Thrones. Okay, okay. So that's not how they do it in Vegas. Um, They need to take notes because if if they're going to keep playing the way they're playing, they need to add more than just what they do at the beginning of the game. Yeah, but I mean, at least it's it's a very interesting second round, at least. I mean, I don't think any of us could have sat here and said we're going to get to the second round with no Boston, no Rangers, no Colorado. So speaking of Boston, I do want to apologize real quick. I I said on yesterday's episode that oh, why would you start Swayman? Omar wasn't hurt. Apparently, it came out yesterday at some point that I didn't see um, that he was hurt, and it was pretty debilitating. But what was it? I'm also reading it. They don't. They didn't say. And I'm also reading today that that could be kind of being blown out of proportion because a lot of people are saying then why would he play six games in a row if he if he had if your goal players are a little different. If your goaltender has a debilitating injury, it would be asinine to start him six games in a row, unless he was lying about how injured he was to the trainers and to the coaching staff and to everybody. But that, that that's what I'm hearing today is that that may be a little bit misleading information as well. Interesting. So no one really knows. Very interesting. Yeah. I had not heard that. Yeah, no, no one really knows. Um, so, but if he was hurt, I said he wasn't. I'll, I'll be wrong again. I've been wrong many a times. Yeah, but still, no uh, Boston, no fuck, Rangers, I just admitted no it. Colorado. Like, it's pretty. We have four teams never won a cup. 
Vegas, Seattle, Winnipeg, Florida. And so then the other four teams, the most recent winners, 2006. So we're at least talking about almost, what, a 17-year hiatus from winning a cup? So just based on when these dynasty eras and teams began, um, going back to 2010, starting with the Blackhawks, going into the Kings, going into Boston and their 2011 Cup and just kind of always being there. Then leading into Tampa, if the Western Conference Final was Dallas and Edmonton, and the Eastern Conference Final was New Jersey and Toronto. That's just so random. I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's just we've seen we've been seeing the same. Like it's almost like Golden State and fucking Cleveland for for a while there. Like it's just the dynasties are kind of taking a break, and these other teams that are have been drafting very well are starting to make a name for themselves and are starting to open up their window. Which for the next ten years, it could very well be. Dallas having a run, Edmonton having runs, New Jersey having runs, Mm -hmm. Toronto having runs, just based on how young they are and how well they've drafted and the pieces that they put together. That's what I mean. That's the excitement of kind of what the who got dropped out of the first round and who's moving on is we're going to have someone different win this. We're going to have someone different in the final. It's just, I think it's good for hockey. It's good for these different markets. It's good for, you know, those four clubs who haven't won in, you know, 20 years almost to be back in it and, and get these markets back going. And then these four new markets, two of them expansion markets within the past five, 10 years to, to get them back, even though, you know, we, we don't like Vegas and they can lose every game every season as far as I'm concerned. But it's still good for the game of hockey to have these teams in it. It, it is, and, it's, and, and this isn't just a homer take. It is good for Dallas to be – in a position of making a run or being in the playoffs because it is such a big market. That is the reason Houston has an opportunity or even has a shot is because Dallas was the test run in the, in the Southern market of can this work? And it, it worked and yeah, they, they fucked up with Atlanta and that, that didn't end up working out, but it would a hundred percent work in Houston. Now, the thing with that is, you still need the presence of them in the playoffs. Otherwise, you do lose the casual fan in the Southern region. Yeah. That is just that is just how the market works. Everyone, everyone calls them fair weather fans or whatever. You, and it's like you look at a Dallas game on a Tuesday night at 730 against the Ducks in the regular season, and you're going to see some empty seats. It's not that they're fair weather. It's just that they – there's so much to do in this big market, right? Yeah. And there also is so much disappointment with other sports teams. If you look at the Cowboys and what they do to fans every year, if you look at the Texas Rangers and losing two World Series in a row, if you take all that into and if you take the the fact that the Mavericks championship in 2011 feels like it was 25 years ago and the shambles that that team is in right now, if you take all that into consideration, right, they need trust to to keep to go to things that they deem maybe irrelevant. Yeah. Right. T- to be honest with you, a, a casual Dallas fan, game twenty three in the NHL doesn't give a fuck. No. If they get twenty dollar tickets and and go have some beers, that's a different story. But no one is like actively 
a casual hockey fan is not actively going to a regular season Dallas game unless they just get invited or, or, or come across tickets and they're cheap. Now, once we get to the playoffs, the American Airlines Center is one of the hardest places to play and it is so loud and that goal horn drives other teams insane. So that's that's where you need them to because you have to keep this market alive and you keep it alive by this team making not deep runs, but at least getting to the second round like they did this year. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I like, I, I mean, so, yeah, no, 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 no words over here. Hands up. No words over Hands here. up. I mean, all I can say, um, though, speak- is that it is absolutely no excuses completely set up on a plate for McDavid and Matthews to figure this out finally. So 100%. They, they, 100%. One of them needs to be in the Stanley Cup final, and they need to get that monkey off their back. Speaking of, of markets, um, I want to get your quick opinion on this before we end it. Somebody brought this to my attention today, and... We talked yesterday about possible expansion teams. Obviously, Houston would be the number one. Um, but there's hard talk of – it's the pleats of the pants. I'm actually returning them as I speak. Uh, it's a hard talk on an, another expansion team after that relocation, which would most likely be the Coyotes. Now, I didn't know this. Did you know that Salt Lake City is a possible landing spot? Because we talked about Kansas City – in Portland, but we didn't talk about Salt Lake City. And apparently the owner who uh, owns the Jazz has met with NHL commissioners on several different occasions. Hmm. This same source uh, this same source also told me that the University of Utah, who has developed their hockey pro their club hockey program into a very good ACHA D one program, is on the verge of getting donors for an NCAA D one team. Hmm. You know, that is a very interesting take. Um, I think that would be a really good hockey market, uh, given that the Olympics were there in 2002. They built, they came in and built a bunch of different rinks for different events and stuff. So the, the youth market that that would bring from having a pro team in there would already be supported. And I think the craving in the, in the hockey market is already there. They've had success with, with minor league teams. They've had a few junior teams go through some of those smaller towns. I can't say whether or not those were successful or not, but I mean, I think that would be a great hockey market actually. Yeah. It's, it's when he, when he brought it up, I was like, you know what? I haven't heard. I think I remember reading something about it, but I haven't heard too much of it. And when I started to kind of do a little bit more digging, it makes a whole lot of sense. It does kind of. Especially yeah. especially if you put it in the same area as where the jazz arena is and you do and you do these things like you have a like you have a Salt Lake Live, like there's Texas Live where the Rangers and the Cowboys play and you have these hotels and you have these restaurants and you have you know what I mean? That's a big market that no one is thinking about but it was just food for i just you know i wanted to get your opinion on that because i thought it was very interesting um a very interesting topic because i don't think like our like us and myself i don't think a lot of people think about that or have heard about that yeah i got a question for you though so the rangers are out now we got to talk where does patty kane play next season i don't think it's the rangers Uh, so here's my hot take he stays in the state of new york 
goes to Buffalo. He goes to Buffalo. That's I think I think there's a lot of guys in the league who we grew up watching who are a few years older than us, um, but are now on their way out, which is very, very weird. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of them, like Taze, like Maroon, like the Stalls, like Suter, um, like Ben in a few years, um, just because of the style of hockey that he plays. There's a lot of guys very soon, if not this summer, who have to take a, a good long look in the mirror and really say, do I want to keep doing this? Or do I just want to take my money and, and go do something else? But I think with a guy like Patrick Kane, he's not he's he's done, but he's not done. Exactly. Meaning, meaning he probably knows, but he also would l- probably love an opportunity not just to play in his home state, but to play like right next to his home. Exactly. Like that, and he's a guy who's got a few more years. He's not a top line center anymore. He's not a top line player. He's a guy that can go in to a very young, up and coming, exciting team, teach the the Tage Thompsons, teach some of those younger guys what it has taken him to get to where he is in career and set that team off to where I mean, talk about an up and coming team who's gonna be exciting in the next, you know, five years is Buffalo. So if also they can true. get that veteran presence from from Tuck being there, from if Kane can go there. I think there's something to that where where they're you know they're setting themselves up for success. That is that is very true. They are another team along with the Red Wings that are maybe maybe their window isn't as close to as the teams that we mentioned before, but their window is coming up, mm-hmm. and it may not be next season, but it's going to be within the next three, and they're going to start making deep runs. Both of those teams are. Um, you so that's that's a that's a, a great point, and the last point. And we'll end it there. Like we talked about with Bergeron, he's got nothing left to prove. Yeah, no, absolutely in not. My, in my opinion, he is the second greatest American-born player of all time behind Mike Madano. And that is not because I'm a Stars fan. That is because if you look up the career stats for both, Madano beats him in almost every single category. And it's not even close to the point where if Kane played five more years, some of those categories he yeah. wouldn't even come close to. It's just that is just my opinion. I think top, in my opinion, the top three American-born players were or, or top two. I'm sorry, are Mike Madonna. I am so bad at math. This is a fucking problem. Yeah, you're kind of embarrassing yourself when you just stop using math as like your metaphor. Really, it's really bad. But in my opinion, the top two is Madonna and Kane. Um, a lot of people do have him as the number one. I see arguments for that, but in my I opinion, think he's so. The, and this is the argument of Gretzky versus Ovechkin. I think Kane is the greatest American goal scorer. Hull could maybe be the argument, but Madonna is the greatest player. So, like when you're looking at Gretzky and Ovechkin, Ovechkin's the greatest goal scorer to ever play. Where Gretzky's probably the greatest hockey player. You you see what I'm saying? There's it's it's in the wording. Yeah, I will agree with if you just take pure goal scorer, I think Patrick Kane is the more pure goal scorer. Yeah, oh yeah. If you take the overall game, I mean, Mike Madano, once Ken Hitchcock came into that organization and really got him to see how the defensive he was side that of the dude. game. He was he that was, dude. Yeah, he would slash the shit out of you. You know what I mean? And he, mm-hmm. But he had guys that he had Hatcher and he had guys that would come in and back him. 
but he played a gritty style of game like guys like Bergeron do in the defensive zone. And that's something that we've never really seen with Kane. So that I will agree that that is the difference. Um, but we will end it there. I think that is a great second round preview. We will keep track of these predictions and see where everything ends up. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we're right. Um, but again, it is a classic case of predictions at the end of the day are for schmucks. Anybody can make them. It's, it's a crapshoot. The game of hockey, like any sport, was created by a psychopath, and it is left up to a bouncing rubber puck and human error. It's all a sham. So it's, all, it's all a scam. It's all a sham. Again, this is the Flowskate Podcast. Thank you very, very much for being with us two days in a row. We appreciate all the support. We will catch you next time. Peace out, baby. See ya.